0: Promo Insider is an ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Rubo for ASI, and today we'll be offering strategic insights into the question every promo distributor wants answered. How can I seriously accelerate my sales in 2022? Here to help with that is David Blaze, president of Blaze, Drake & Company. David is a successful entrepreneur, author, speaker, and business consultant who has been in the promotional products industry since 1988. He's been a sales representative, sales manager, marketing manager, business owner, sales trainer, and coach. And for sure, he has some valuable perspective to share. David, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Chris. Great to see you.
0: Yeah, great. So let's let's get right into this first question here. Um, what are three things, your top three things, we can call them, that sales reps should be doing right now to start accelerating their sales?
1: Well, I guess it's, it's like building a house. You, know, you sort of have to start with the foundation. And um, so the first thing I would recommend doing is going back requalifying all of your current and former clients uh, because when we do that what we can what we can start to do is estimate what they're likely to be worth to you in 2022 and a lot of times it's easy to lose sight of this everybody hits the first of the year and it's like okay let's bring more business in mm-hmm. but if you start with that foundation, that'll tell you, okay, well, I think some of them are gonna do less. I think some of them are gonna do more. I think I'll probably on average do about what I did last year with them, or maybe I'll do a little more. You'll have some sort of estimate. you say, okay, well, I don't think that company is coming back. So you'll have some sort of idea. So that would be the first thing is to, is to go back, re-qualify all of your current and former clients so you can get an idea of what they're gonna be worth. Second and that thing- that obviously
0: helps you. That's It's all about prioritization, right? It's helping you prioritize where to focus your efforts.
1: Exactly. And, it, and you're focusing your efforts on the people who have generated every dollar you've generated in sales to date. So okay. it's a great place to start. Uh, second thing then would be to determine where you want to be in terms of your gross sales. So if you go through your list and you say, OK, I think my current group of customers is going to be worth $300,000 to me this year, but I want to be at $500,000. You subtract that. You subtract what you want, where you want to be, to, uh, from where you think your clients are going to take you, and then that'll tell you exactly where you need to be as far as new clients. It tells you, okay, I need to generate an extra 200 grand from new clients if I'm going to hit my numbers for this year.
0: And I just let's slow down for a second and just sure. unpack it because that's that's a. I think that's such a great point because it's starting from a. It, it, it's you're starting from a place of goals. You know where you want to get to, and right. then you're and then you're very specifically quantifying that goal. And when you have that kind of, you know, focus and quantification to go along with it, you actually have a real target to hit for. And it becomes, I think, easier to strategize on how to get there.
1: Yes. And when you're planning the way that we're talking about by starting with the people who are already in place, you know, like building a brick wall or whatever, you start with the bricks that are already in place and then you want to layer or add in the new layers as you go but you want to make sure it's nice and solid first because if half the bricks from the first layer are gone in 2022, you're going to have to plug those holes first.
0: Great point. Great so, point. So what's your, what's your third big tip? So,
1: well, the third one, and it's all tied together would be to you know make sure that you've got a solid customer acquisition system in place so that you can target and qualify and convert those new clients that you're going to need in order to meet and exceed those goals. So it's, it's essentially, it's a three-step, three-part process, but but that's where it starts. It starts with uh, requalifying your existing customers, going back and saying, okay, how much extra do I need based on what they're going to generate? And then making sure that you've got that s- solid customer acquisition system in place. Now,
0: now that that system that you just referenced, mm-hmm. obviously that's a, that's a whole podcast book yeah, re- in, in, it in itself but is there just a top line tip or two you could rattle off about things that everyone should be doing as part of that? Or does it does it vary from, from rep to rep or company to company?
1: Well, a lot of it's going to be who it is that you're going to be targeting in 2022. So if you're targeting particular industries, you're targeting particular types of businesses, that sort of thing, you're likely going to want to start there. When I talk about having that solid customer acquisition system in place, what I really mean is that you know exactly what you're going to do, you know what your steps are. So yeah, I mean, to to ballpark it, I mean, the first thing is uh, who am I going after? What are the types of companies that I'm going to target? What are the specific businesses I'm going to target? Who are the people in those businesses that I need to reach and impact? it all starts with that. If I have no idea who I'm going to be selling to, then it's going to be very difficult if not impossible to reach them. The other thing is that when I think in terms of qualifying new customers, I've got a very specific procedure for that. I'm, I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to uh, systems, processes, procedures and so I, I look at you know I, I call what I call the five levels of qualification every single prospect you ever come into contact with in your business is going to fall into one of five levels of qualification. Either they are ready to buy now. Oh, Chris, I'm so glad you called. You know, I'm dying to place an order with you.
0: We like those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd love to say that's the majority. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) Second group are the people who have specific dates in mind. Okay. So they're the ones who say not ready to buy now, but you know what, I've got something coming up in uh, in May and I'd like to uh, get something going on that. So if you know that they've got something coming up in May, then you put on your calendar, you want to be back in touch with them, well, probably right about now in March, to talk to them about what they want to do in May, so that they can, so that you can find out what they need and you can get them lined up. So that's the second group. Third group are the ones who are generally receptive. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm not ready to do anything now. Not quite sure what I want to do or when I want to do it, but I'm open to the idea. So those are the ones we have to get into our tickler system, follow up. Intelligently, methodically, thoughtfully, so that when they are either ready to buy or they have specific dates in mind, we're there to be able to help them. And then the fourth group are the ones who are um, rude, obnoxious, belligerent, unqualified, don't want to have anything to do with us. Uh, so th- that Let's type get rid of person. Of them. Yeah. disqualified, exactly, that's easy. Yeah. Get rid of those as quickly as possible. And then the fifth group are the unresponsives. They're the ones who ghost you. You're trying to find out where they stand. You're trying to find out if they're willing to do anything, if they'd like to do anything, and you can't get an answer. And that applies just as much to the first group we talked about, your existing clients, as it does to brand new people. You could be reaching out to your existing clients and find that you know they're just not ready to talk about things. And so you don't hear anything. But once you know that, then every single time you go out to get a customer, whether it's from your existing client base or from a new client base, you can categorize them into one of those five categories, which will allow you to then accelerate your results because you know exactly where you stand and exactly what you're doing with each group.
0: Yeah, and great, great stuff, David. And, And kind of the overarching point that um that 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 you've made through all this is you really need to prepare this in advance and kind of break it down into digestible chunks and to be able to move forward and 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 have success. It can't just be a shoot from the hip or a hope kind of hope can't be your strategy.
1: Yeah, generally you you would hope that hope would not be your strategy, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of times. Uh, you, know, you, you hit the new year. Now we're, just, we're not even new year anymore. We're at the beginning of March now. But you're still in the early part of the year. And it's so easy to be reactive and to just say, OK, well, what am I going to do? And I have to put all these quotes together. I have all the stuff I need to get done. I don't have time. And I, I can't tell you how many times I have heard from distributors, I just don't have time to, to do my prospecting. And a you know, great analogy is like if you're a farmer, that's like saying, well, I just don't have time to plant.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You have to I can't, I can't go
0: to, I can't go till the field or, or, the, or the turn the dirt, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't have time to water this thing. What are you talking about? I'm too busy. I, you know, I got to sort my catalogs.
0: <laughs> all right. So g- great stuff. Let's, let's move on to, I know an issue that a lot of distributors um, deal with, you know, you're, I, David, I know you're active on a lot of the industry social media forums and you, and you hear complaints relative to this topic all the time. Yeah. And that's, Distributors say, you know, it's so difficult to compete with, I'm going to put it in quotes, bottom dollar online sellers. Mm -hmm. You know, how how can an honest, hardworking distributor rep compete with those those e-commerce sellers?
1: Well, it's a great question. And uh, over the past couple of years in particular, I've been working more closely than ever with our own inner circle group and our smart EQP members to make sure that our clients are able to continue to thrive in that environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a number of years ago, it's, it's a, probably a lot of years ago now. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a long time ago. Tim Andrews posted a New Year's resolution saying that he wanted to spend more time with fewer people. It might okay. be 10 years ago now, it might even be more than that. Okay. I never forgot that. And I thought that is about the best New Year's resolution I've ever heard. And every year since then, I think of that and I, and I just say, I need to continue to do a better job of that, you know, okay. focusing on the people who we're, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. And so for distributors, what that means is focusing on the results, fo- you know, that, you um, and, and focusing on the types of clients who are looking for results as opposed to just the cheap, cheapest price. Mm-hmm. And it's two different audiences. I mean, when we talk about the five levels of qualification. If somebody basically says, yeah, I'd be happy to do business with you as long as you're the cheapest, you have to decide then, okay, what level of qualification am I going to put that person in? Am I going to say, okay, well, this is a generally receptive person because they're generally receptive as long as I'm the cheapest? Or are you going to say, you know what, for me, I'm going to disqualify this prospect, because this doesn't make sense for me, it doesn't make sense for me to work as much as I need to work to generate the results that they're going to need. And we look at that. And we also say, it's a difference between clients who appreciate value, like the value that you bring to the table, versus a do it yourself mentality. So for example, if, if I needed to build a deck on the back of my house, I'm going to do one of two things. If I'm going to do it yourself, I'm going to go down to Lowe's or Home Depot. I'm going to pick up lumber and nails and boards and start banging them together, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully put together a plan first. Right? But I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not that guy. So I'm going to be the guy who calls the contractor. Mm-hmm. And most distributors are looking for the type of person who's going to want to call the contractor instead of go banging together the nails. Because the people who are willing to do essentially the majority of the work of the distributor to source product, determine whether or not they think the supplier is good enough, having like no data on that at all, right? Mm -hmm. Distributors have all these resources to be able to access that data to know that the people that they're dealing with are are reputable. Mm -hmm. Online, you just don't always know that. So I think for a lot of distributors, it's a matter of sowing the seeds of doubt to some extent to say, hey, look, I'm a human being. If you have an issue with this order, I'm here for you. I'm going to take care of this for you. You order it online. It's it's still the wild west. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what you're going to get. So mm-hmm. I think to some extent it's, it's a matter of doing that. Sowing the seeds of doubt. And, and when it comes to pricing itself, particularly with the clients that, that I work with, I'm like, okay, you know, if you need to be competitive on price, sometimes that's, that's one thing. Right. And we sure. all, and we all have to do that at some sure. point. Sure. Yeah. It's a free market system. Everybody gets yeah. to decide what they're going to charge for stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, That's the case. But I think a a lot of people tend to default to, well, these guys are cheap. I'm going to just try to match the price. And that is, you know, the rush to zero margin is not a game you're you're ever going to win. Uh, You you can't be, you can't out Walmart Walmart. And so you want to make sure that you're interacting with people who understand and appreciate the value you bring to the table and then, you know, to service them as well as possible.
0: And then really delivering that value, really, really making sure that you are that consultant. I think is, is the term we hear so often uh, right. in, in in what you do. And and again, just keeping with the theme of of strategizing in advance, I, I really want to emphasize that because you've you, you you've hammered home the importance of it. If you're being strategic about how you think about your clients, you you can say, okay, these are the, these are the types of folks who who really maybe you know I, I had them at some point, but. You know they're really only interested in price. They don't necessarily need me. Can I maybe be redirecting my efforts and getting more business from say this particular client who, right. who has maybe some needs that I'm that I'm not meeting but do have the capabilities to meet and they like me and they like the value that I bring and they want me to come up with solutions for them. So it's um I, I think that's what you want to focus on.
1: Yeah. And when you're going through the steps we outlined up front where you're looking at your existing customer base first, you may want to say, okay, how many people in that group are no longer really a good prospect for me. They're no longer w- worthy of my time and attention. And if I were to focus my time and attention on the people who actually are looking for someone like me, how much more could I generate for them and for myself?
0: Great, great point. Um, so let's move on to, to, to something everybody I think in sales has a question on, You know, hot, hot end markets. Are, are there certain end markets and that's really just a fancy term i guess for types of clients right. that distributors should definitely be targeting in 2022
1: well i think i would again i would start with you know where have they been most successful so if you've if you've been operating in a niche for years uh, and a lot of those places are starting to come back. I would continue to try to grow in the areas where you have been able to, to dominate. I mean, you can literally go online and Google fast growing industries. And okay. when you were doing that during COVID, you got completely different results than what you're getting now. Oh, uh, you for know, sure. <laughs> these days, if you look at fast growing industries, you know, movie theaters, concerts, events, uh, airlines, cruises, parks, hospitality, all these things that were basically. DOA in 2020 are now starting to come back and they're going to want to promote themselves and get people in while they can and start generating revenue. Once again, everyone you come into contact with it doesn't mean that they're all going to be doing it, not every park is going to do it, not every cruise line is going to do it, but there are going to be some that are and that's where our qualification procedure comes in. If you've got that qualification procedure down, you can talk to 10 different people in the uh, concert and event space. And maybe one of them is ready to go now. And maybe three of them might do something over the next six months. And maybe seven of them are completely, I don't, I don't know if you did my math right there. I'm not counting in my head. But uh, maybe seven of them are just going to be, they're, they're not going to have anything to do with you. They're going to fall into those other categories. And that's fine. Because if you can go after 10 and get three or four of them into your pipeline for current or future sales, that's really about the best you can accomplish.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic strategy um so so want to hit another topic here that i i it seems like is maybe an issue for some but not all and it's it, it starts with actually a good thing and the good thing is that demand for for what we do has uh, bounced back in, in a big way um yes. ASI we just released some data that um, uh, distributor sales collectively increased about 12 percent in 2021 mm-hmm. that's i mean nice. that is can't overemphasize what a huge bounce back that is yeah. um, and to, for the industry and a testament to how hard everybody worked last year and is continuing to work. But with yes. that, um, some folks are having trouble managing work workloads and, and kind of prioritizing things. So do you have some, some strategies for, for best managing that heavy workload for, for time management, I guess you could call it.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. Um, You talk about 12% growth, double digit growth. It's like anybody here is like, Oh, double digit growth. You know, we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. We're, we're in a mature industry. Mm -hmm. And so what tends to happen is year over year uh, people have conversations like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm trying to grow my sales incrementally or whatever, but also every year, there are people that I talk to who are like, look, I want to knock it out of the park. What do we need to do? Mm-hmm. And those are the people that I love working with because they can see beyond it. Now, when you're in a market that is growing at 12% anyway, that's just like there's rocket fuel underneath yes. whatever you're doing <laughs> proactively. But, you know, and, and uh, getting back to your question, time management, literally, I just released a podcast today on that subject of okay. Top Secrets. And um, it's called how to get it all done without doing more. And the whole idea behind that is, you know, my view has always been that more is never the solution to too much. In Mm -hmm. other words, So many times I have distributors come to me and they're like, um, okay, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and doing this, I'm doing this. You know, what do I need to do to get my sales in gear? And -hmm. it's like, okay, well, first we, you know, we need to step back and we need to look at what exactly is happening that maybe doesn't need to happen at all. Let's get rid of that stuff first because piling on is not the answer. So often people are like, you know, they want to learn the 50 new things that they have to do on Mm -hmm. social media or whatever the current buzzword is, whatever the current hook is, the current thing is, and nine times out of 10, it's not what they need to be doing or should be doing. And right now on social media, there are experts that will tell you about whatever it is that they're the expert in. that's the thing that you should be doing right, right? so right. it's getting clients on Facebook or it's getting clients through LinkedIn or it's mm-hmm. uh or it's Clubhouse or it's it's whatever and and, and um TikTok you know you can get 10,000 followers on TikTok in 15 minutes if you start now it's like okay are any of them going to buy anything uh, again, it's back <laughs> it's, to those five levels of qualification it's, it's very
0: true my 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 two my two older kids have um literally thousands and thousands on on TikTok and I I think it just like happened in a few nights you, you know it's 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 not too hard to do but is that leading to anything
1: yeah. right and are you going to be doing the dancing stuff as an industry professional you know what are you going to do on there i don't right. think you, the, you know the funny dances and pointing to the signs and doing all the stuff that some people can do with great gusto on uh you know on instagram or on tiktok and and people love it i don't know and if you if you can do it and if you can generate customers from it that's fine go for it yeah but, but it's not for everyone is your point. <laughs> right. It, it, comes back to, it comes back to the strategy. And I'm not saying don't do TikTok. What I'm saying is you need a strategy for that too. And the strategy you need has to be about attracting the types of clients who actually appreciate the value you bring to the table and getting them to connect with you. Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff in our inner circle group recently about a, a topic. It's, it's like a, um, a fusion method. I refer to it as a fusion method. And the fusion method is basically saying, okay, how do you take people from social media And how do you connect that to a sale? Because if you're just posting on Facebook, and I know so many distributors are just posting, 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 posting on Facebook. They're posting all the time. They're paying other people to post for them. And I'm like, well, what are you getting from it? Well, not much. And it's like, okay, well, that's a strategy problem right the tactic may be fine but it's a strategy problem who are you connected to you got to look at it and say who am i connected to because if i'm putting all this great content out to you know people who gave me goofy nicknames in grade school and high school they're not <laughs> going to buy anything right, right. <laughs> uh, and if i'm and, and if i'm connected with a lot of really good potential prospects but i'm taking pictures of my ham sandwich at lunch and sending right. it to them you know that's not necessarily going to get me any business either so having that that message to market matters. making sure that what you're doing is congruent, being connected with enough of the right people is critical, absolutely key. And then saying the right things to those people to get them to not just scroll scroll past you, but to engage, to actually engage with you. One of the things that we've been working on with our clients is uh, essentially there are four different levels of content that we that we train our clients on, and it starts with public content. I post, I, I do a Facebook post. That's a public piece of content. But what I want to do there is I don't want to keep it public. I want to move to deeper levels of content. I want to move to like a, a protected area of content. Could be in a Facebook group, and then from there I want to move to a private content, which would be like a one-on-one conversation. And then from there I want to move them into my uh, my buyer content, my client content, and so. When we recognize that there are these different layers, essentially it's it's public, protected, private, and then paid mm-hmm. and, and different levels. And the people who are paying me, they get the best content of all. Like they're the Absolutely. ones who get the best ideas and the best recommendations. But if you don't realize that it's supposed to flow like this, you will never structure your business to make it happen. And that's why so many of the clients that I work with now are, they're getting it. You know, They're understanding it for the first time. It's like, oh, okay, I see why this doesn't work. Because you know if the strategy is not there, it's it's not going to work.
0: Got it. Um, g- g- great stuff. So, um, one other big issue I was hoping to, to tackle with you today, and thank you so much for being so generous with your time, David. Uh, oh, is, is, I is,
1: love this stuff. You know that, Chris. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs>
0: is um is inventory shortages? It's been it's you know it's been the hot topic. I think you can maybe say not for good reasons uh, for the last uh, year or so in the industry. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, you know what best practice you're advising, say, you know, distributors that you work with on a consultant basis uh, to do to, to address that? You know, obviously it's a lot of it is out of the distributor's hands, yep. of course, but, but there are things that, that the distributors can do. What do you advise?
1: Okay, well, one of the things that I see a lot of distributors doing that I would advise against is complaining about the fact that there's not inventory for the product they want <laughs> because that just, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. One of my very favorite quotes of all time is from uh, a woman named Byron Katie. And she said, whenever I argue with reality, I lose, but only 100% <laughs> of the time. Yeah. And I feel like that quote applies so perfectly to what we're dealing with in the industry right now. Because if you look at it, there are some things that are not available right now. You know, they're they're overseas or on, they're on the water or they can't get through customs or obviously with everything that's going on in the world, there are lots of reasons that things are not here i'm not getting into any of that but ultimately the only answer i can give you to this is you need to focus on selling what's available you need to focus on selling what is what's real what's available what's what you can get your hands on now. So don't waste time complaining about it. Don't humor customers who wanna complain about it. Well, I want this particular pen. It's like, do you realize how many pens there are in this industry? Do you realize how many really great pens there are? Do you realize how many pens are probably better than the one that you're looking at that might even not cost as much, Mm -hmm. that might actually be available? So I think one of the things that we get stuck in as distributors is we make the mistake of thinking that when a customer says, I want this pen, that they want that pen. Right. And nine times out of 10, if you say, well, listen, that one's not available, but here's one, it's even better, it's whatever, and and a similar price, most of them are going to say, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And
0: because what they really want is a result, right? What they, they 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 might not even know it, but what they want that pen to do is to do something for them, likely promote, thank whatever it might, whatever it might yeah. be. And so if you could provide them with that solution that they're desired, the, the, not, of course, the product is important, but it's the vehicle, it's not the end of, it
1: is. of what are trying to and do. And of course, one of the things they want the pen to do is to write. <laughs> so right. yeah, well that, of,
0: well, that would be important too. That and that's to sure certain
1: basic levels of functionality. But yes, ultimately, it's about the result. And yeah. so if you're substituting a product that is inferior, that's not as good, it's less expensive, and it's not going to write as well, then obviously, you're probably not going to get a reorder on that. Sure. Sure. But when you're able to engage people like that and, and recognize that, yeah, they want to get a particular result and chances are they do not need the exact product they think they need. You can very likely find something very similar, perhaps even better for a similar amount of money or, or maybe you can't. Maybe it's going to cost a little more and then they have to decide, do they still want to do that right now or would they rather do something else that, that could get a similar result? It's, it's dealing like, with reality. Though. Ultimately, that's what, what it boils down to. It's it's what is the reality now? And how can I best focus on that rather than complaining? And there's so much on social media. The distributors complaining about this, complaining about that. And I'm like, come on, man, focus on your business.
0: Yeah, it's it's and I get it. We all feel that frustration, but it is ultimately wasted energy that yeah. probably or really should be put toward, you know, Taking those few extra steps in the source again. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not minimizing it. I understand the frustration when you go and you check a website and it says something's in, and then you check back a half hour later and it's not. There is a lot of flexibility and dexterity required to, yep. to source well in this in this market, but. But having that positive forward-looking attitude and just trying to find the solution rather than focusing on the problem and then, t- and then explaining why that solution will work to clients, as you've emphasized, David, is the, is the way to go. It's, it's really the only solution to what we're facing.
1: And when you recognize that we are living in a time and working in an industry where that information is available, I can see, okay, right now, there are 100 pieces sitting there. Do you want them or don't you? If you want them, let's grab them now because they might not be there in 10 minutes. I mean, when I started in this industry, we didn't have anything close to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Great point. All right. So listen, David, um, just final thoughts or takeaways. There's been a, a, a ton of stuff we went through here. I think all of it's extremely valuable for people who are trying to pick up their sales. Is there is there one or two top items you really want you know uh, folks to walk away with?
1: You know, I think for most distributors, the key thing to focus on right now is that you are not going to hit your sales goals by accident.
0: Mm-hmm. You're going
1: to have to make a plan, make some determinations in terms of who you want to approach, how you want to approach them, what you want to say, how you want to say it. That's what I do with distributors all the time. So if I get self-aggrandizing, if you go to topsecrets.com, we've got a free newsletter, we've got podcasts, we've got all kinds of free resources, uh, promo sales hiring guide, teach you how to I mean, free stuff that you can go and you can look at. We've got webinars, all kinds of things. Our full time job is helping distributors to increase their sales, improve their profit margins and grow their businesses. And like I said, it's not going to happen by accident. Um, This hybrid approach that I've been talking about is really where I believe the industry is moving to say, okay, how do I translate a post on social media into a client? How do I connect the dots between those two things? And that's another thing that doesn't happen by accident. Doing more of the wrong thing is not going to get you the result. You've got to have a plan. You've got to be able to say, okay, what are the steps and how am I going to get them there? How am I going to get them from a post on social media into a sales conversation? And there are very specific things we can do that. And that's what I work with my clients all the time.
0: Hey, so be strategic, be intentional. And if you're feeling a little lost at sea, recognize that there's that there's a lot of resources of you, uh, your company being one of them and the content you provide uh, to, to go and get help. So so David, thank you so much for, be, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. That's David Blaze of Blaze Drinking Company. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.